Welcome to the Jobs for Women podcast, an inclusive jobs and career space for women and non-binary individuals. My name is Zoe Jones. I am your host. I'm a careers coach, life coach, marketer and yoga teacher, and I've worked for some of the biggest corporations in the world. But right now I'm committed to breaking down barriers to change the narrative surrounding gender equality and diversity at work. So whether you're a HR leader or a job seeker looking to dive into a male-dominated industry, this podcast is for you. Each week, we'll have real, open and honest conversations about diversity at work, discrimination, the gender pay gap and everything in between. I'll raise topical debates about women at work, I'll speak to industry leaders and I can't wait to offer some career-related meditation and manifestation extra special bonus podcasts. So watch out for those. I am so happy to have you here. Grab yourself a hot drink and settle down for the Jobs for Women podcast. To another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I am so happy that you are here for another episode. This week we are talking about flexibility in the workplace. Um, it's just me this week because I've been reading so much about what we can do, what companies can do to help women at work. Um, And obviously Jobs for Women is about empowering women to go for the careers that they want, regardless of gender, regardless of what's gone before, regardless of whether it is a male-dominated industry. Um, So I've been reading lots around it, and there was a report that really drew me in, and the report is done by Work Labs. Um... And it's just, yeah, the report was written in July of 2022 and there's just some really key findings from it. And what's really standing out is that flexibility and what that means to an employee, whether you are male or female, is vastly different. And it's so, so much more than choosing the location of where you work. So some companies might say that we offer flexible working because you can work from home, but there's a lot more to it. And the way that men and women experience flexibility can be so drastically different. Some of the key findings of the report found that women are reluctant to take advantage of flexibility in their workplace or talk about their needs. And true flexibility is like I say different for each person and rather than a company having a list of flexible benefits so to speak it needs to be intrinsic throughout the organization doesn't it it needs to be part of the the core values the DNA and this is what comes back to when we talk about this companies doing the tick box exercise for their diversity equality and inclusion it's like they have the policies, but are they living and breathing the policies? Are all the employees aware of the policies? Is everyone um, in HR so familiar that they can communicate them back in a positive, um, inspirational light? You know, there's there's so much more to it. So the report found that men are significantly significantly more satisfied with flexibility in their workplace. And women find it less supportive because perhaps the flexibility needs between men and women are different. We know that um, 
women to take on more of a caring role. Um, my episode with Belinda Jane Bat, we were talking about being a mum and all of the responsibilities that come with it, which is essentially a full-time job, and how you manage that with a career. So it seems to be that women sort of have a little bit more on their shoulders, so perhaps they need to be a little bit more flexible. So Work Labs is a research division of the MUM project, MOM, M-O-M project, which is a platform for supporting the economic advancement of working mothers. And I'm going to link to the report in the show notes. Um, And yeah, there was clear demographic differences between the male and the female respondents um, where women viewed themselves, who viewed themselves as primary as the primary caregivers in the family um, expressed a higher requirement for, you know, flexible hours, days of the week. And that's what I was just talking about when I um, interviewed uh, Belinda Jane Batt. Um, You'll have to go back and listen to that episode. That was a a really, really insightful sort of look at um, women as carers, as mothers, and the responsibility that that brings. So this report's interesting because... If women have more caring roles as a sort of a general rule of thumb, obviously it's not the case in every situation, then they're going to need more flexibility, aren't they? Because if you're caring for elderly relatives or if you've got the bulk of the the caregiving for the children, then you are going to need your company to be able to offer flexibility around that role. And it might not just be simply working from the office set amount of days or working from home and as we know as a woman if you do have children weeks are busy there's the routine um i mean goodness for for my family we've got two children both at school and just the school timetable just what's coming up at school is a a massive organizational headache a lot of the time Uh, my husband works away sort of at least once a week he goes down to London and between my um my business running my business jobs for women and my yoga teaching and looking after the kids and sorting out the house and you know preparing for family events birthdays you know it, it is a massive massive juggle so if I was employed full time I know that I would need a company to offer me flexibility. For example, my daughter has got a hospital appointment next week and it's slap bang in the middle of the day. I've been able to schedule that in because I plan my own diary, but not everyone has that luxury. And I really feel for people that can't have that flexibility at work. So managerial support is so required for women, especially women that have these caring responsibilities. And the report found that some women expressed that when they were having sort of um, managers that offered a flexible approach, they felt like they were receiving special treatment or they were viewed as having less commitment to their careers, according to this research. Again, I'll link it in the show notes. And the research, they surveyed 1,700 full and part-time workers to gather this data. So it's a really interesting one. And one research 
participants said that while we now work in a hybrid model, I have to request and explain why I need to only work two days in the office, even though I'm willing to work four days the following week. There is rigid rigidity in what is supposed to be a hybrid work arrangement. Had a bit of trouble saying that word, didn't I? <laughs> I'm not going to edit it out though. So I think that example is really interesting because from a company point of view, the company feels as though they are being flexible. They're offering this hybrid work arrangement, but the days are set. So they want this person in the office X amount of days and then working from home. But what this participant of the survey was saying that they need that bit of flexibility. So for example, you know, my daughter's hospital appointment next week, if that was on a set day when I had to work in an office, for example, it's like, that's where you need the flexibility to come. But companies, if they're just doing the tick box exercise, whereby they're saying you can work from home some days, we offer flexible working. Yes, that statement is true to an extent, but it's not completely flexible if there isn't some give or take on the actual detail of the um, of what's classed as flexible. So the study goes on to say that true flexibility in the workplace is more than the option to choose a location and it includes key traits such as the autonomy to get the job done on one's own terms and flexible working hours during the day across the work week the working week and without true flexibility women are significantly less likely than men to recommend their current employer to others as a compassionate place to work anticipate an increase in their productivity or remain with their current employer at all and this is what the research indicates which again is so interesting isn't it because staff retention is hugely important so important for a company especially um in industries that where you know uh, in technology for example when or cyber security where there literally aren't enough people for the jobs so you know as a company you're going to be wanting to retain those staff you're going to be wanting to do your utmost and if um 50 of your workforce aren't feeling valued or they're not going to recommend you to um, their friends or to others then there's some work that needs to be done uh, the report goes on to say that the reluctance of women to take advantage of flexibility in the workplaces or advocate for their needs reflects long-standing biases against working women, particularly working mothers. And that quote was from Sam Cohen, the PhD of Chief Research and Analytics at Work Labs. So, yeah really really interesting the research identified six factors in creating true flexibility the first one is organizational support so the degree to which employees believe their organization values their work contributions and cares for the well-being through flexibility the second one is personal autonomy so the degree to which employees are empowered to make choices about where and when they work defining flexibility on their own terms so this is again what we were saying before on uh, yeah the company might offer flexible working but if the days that you work from home are set in stone then that becomes unflexible if your child is ill or if you need to take them to the doctors or your elderly relative needs you know you need to go and support them but if you can't be flexible when you can make those decisions then it becomes unflexible 
inflexible. <laughs> the third point is managerial support. So the role in which managers play in establishing flexibility through practice. The fourth one is paid time off. The sense employees feel they have a reasonable number of paid time off to accommodate both their own and their family's needs. Really interesting one because I know not all companies offer paid time off and you know when you take a job you'll be aware of what's paid um you know maternity leave sick pay and all of those things but perhaps if when you started a job you hadn't paid much attention to it or didn't require it it does make a difference if you don't have access to paid time off when you need it the fifth one is workload how manageable supported equitable and consistent employees workload is we all know that we can suffer burnout. The world we live in today is fast paced, isn't it? We're all multitasking, we're juggling. Attention span is definitely reducing. And that's a worry I have just for my own children. So we as a family are definitely more consciously trying to just focus on one thing at a time. You know this, we were chatting the other day about how it's this culture of immediately wanting to watch something on TV and then searching for it and then instantly it's there. And I was telling my children the other day about how my brothers and I used to get in from school and we had a little rule where the first person to touch the remote had ownership of the remote until like until dinner time, so say six o'clock. And that was our little thing. And of course we just had terrestrial TV. At that point in probably primary school, junior school, then it was um four channels i think channel five came a little bit later but you know four channels and i used to say, i said to the kids we used to sit through the adverts and just watch all the adverts that's probably why our christmas list was so long but children nowadays have everything so instantly don't they so it um it's a it's a little bit crazy to think um how all of this can affect you know our workload our the the power that we have to multitask because of technology so like you might have i mean i've often got like 10 15 20 tabs open and then i'll wonder why my laptop's running so slow and it's like you know i need to just compartmentalize a little bit focus on one task in hand and this this can have a massive knock-on effect for all of us workload is huge and it's kind of like we're we're turning into yes people and i don't think that is good for our mental well-being so the sixth um factor in in flexibility was team support and they say the ways immediate colleagues contribute to a culture of flexibility and that's definitely back to i know we talked about this a bit but it's about if you need to take time off it's about thinking or worrying that your team think that you're you know taking advantage that you're not pulling your weight and having that support from your colleagues is huge because it just makes especially depending on your personality type if you're a bit of a worrier then that just contributes to extra stress doesn't it so if you you know I don't know you had something big on at work and then your child was poorly in the morning and you could not take them to school and could not get any other childcare you couldn't physically go in unless you took your poorly child which is ridiculous so having that support from colleagues that understanding that support and um 
you know, that understanding is so, so important. I remember in one of my jobs in um, my old corporate life back in London, um, you know, it was all, it was a, a lot of the time the women going up, going to pick the kids up. And it was a lot of the time the men still in the office, which obviously spoke volumes about um, the caregiver role for women. And maybe it was just the jobs I was in, but there was definitely that difference that the women were trying to go. And you know, when I say trying to go, trying to leave early to pick up um, their children. And for some people, they then felt like they were being looked down on they'd still done their hours or maybe they were going to finish some work from home but essentially they needed to go pick up their children and you don't want to be looked down on you don't want to look like you're not taking your career seriously you don't want to be not put up for promotion because you are caring for your children you're being a mum so yeah team support is a biggie um I mean I've talked to a on the pod before, haven't I, about um, when we decided to have children and unfortunately we had a miscarriage first time round and I worried that everyone knew that I was going to be trying to, you know, have a baby, which I was after having a miscarriage. It was quite clear that that was what we wanted and I worried that people would view it in a, in a, in a certain way that I wouldn't be, you know, striving ahead and doing the career thing especially the industry I worked in there was a lot of I guess older women that that did put off having children that put their career first and I have no um I I want everyone in life to do what makes them happy I literally have no opinion on whether you don't want kids you do want kids you have a child at 16 like I literally each to their own and I'm a firm believer in that but there was a lot of women that had children older and a lot of women that put children off for their career in the industry that I worked in. It was uh, TV and film. It was busy. It was hectic, long hours, lots of travel, lots of events. Um, so I remember feeling like that, like, oh, do they, you know, is everyone just going to think now that I'm, I'm young and I'm having kids? And I wasn't young. I think I was 29. So, you know, in my opinion, I... I didn't think that was too young, but compared to my colleagues, perhaps it was. So, yeah, I'd love to know what you think about the whole flexibility at work thing. Do you have a flexible option at your place of work? Do you feel like you're heard if you need to take time off, if you need to go look after your children, if you need to take some time out, if you need to work from home a little bit more? I don't know, the old age, we're, I'm getting a delivery, you know, I need to work from home. And obviously COVID massively changed it, didn't it? So, you know, companies before, you, you didn't often see uh, jobs advertised where you could work from home and it's just become the norm. And then obviously we're moving back into this hybrid way of working. Um, so, yeah, so I'll finish the podcast just with another quote from Pam Cohen. Um, like I said, she's Chief Research and Analytics Officer at Work Labs. And she said, this study highlights the incredible importance of corporate cultures and managers truly understanding the needs of working mums and actively giving women permission to exercise flexibility so they can bring their fullest selves to work and contribute to closing the gender pay gap. I think that is such a brilliant summary of, of what we've been talking about. And everything is linking back to the gender pay gap, women in leadership, 
women getting ahead in work, women being equal to men, equality in the workplace. And there's so much more that needs to be done on the work culture, on work behind the scenes, not just this tick box exercise. Um, and that needs to be, um, you know, a, an approach that all companies are taking. Um, and yeah, we should definitely um, do a podcast on workplace cultures. I will look at getting a guest on for that because I think that is so intrinsic to all of the discussions we have on the podcast. So yeah, let me know if you've got any flexible working stories, any requests, you can email me hello at jobsforwomen.co.uk. And I hope you've enjoyed this shorter episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. Until next time, see you soon. Take care. So that's it for another episode of the Jobs for Women podcast. I have loved having you here for the episode this week. And as I said at the end of the podcast, I would really love to hear from you if you've got anything to add on this whole subject of flexible working, especially coming out of um, working from home because of COVID. Um, don't forget, you can email me anytime. You can have a, head over to the website and did you listen to the manifestation meditation bonus episode if you enjoyed it don't forget you can get my free manifestation workbook which is a 12 page workbook it's a really nice intro to manifestation but it's something that you can just print out and work through yourself if you want to really get into this meditation and manifestation mindset and I'm here to help you every step of the way. You can head over to the show notes if you're on Instagram you can follow me at jobs underscore for women and you can click the link in bio and it's just a quick drop your name and email um, into the little sign up form and the uh, email with the link to download the free workbook will be in your inbox in a few minutes so that's a really good one to try and do let me know how you get on for any employers out there if you have anyone that you'd like to put forward for the podcast I'd love to hear from you the email address is in the show notes and don't forget we've got a jobs board if you want to reach more women in your recruitment so that's it for another week I have loved having you here. Don't forget to leave Jobs for Women a review and subscribe to let others know that you're enjoying the podcast. And don't forget to give something back by maybe sending it to a friend, that's, which is what I do all the time with my favourite podcasts. It's one of my favourite things to do. So maybe send some love out into the world and let your friends know. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you next time.